0: Proficacy. I, I know words. I have the best words.
1: Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. To the Peddling Fiction podcast after a brief hiatus. I think it's probably been, man, has it been two weeks since uh, yours truly, the voice and soul of so-called fiction, Johnny Profita and Justin Hillbilly Boy Campbell have been together. Uh, It's been a while. What's been going on?
0: Oh, I had, let's see, my wife had COVID. I had COVID. uh, Just all kinds of fun stuff. I thought I was going to get away with not actually being sick. Like I, I didn't feel good, but I thought I was okay. And, and I wasn't going to get tested or anything. I was just going to like tough it out and go back to work. And then uh, my wife like laid down in bed next to me and put her hand on me. She goes, oh, you're burning up. It's like, you've got a fever. She's like, you got COVID, don't you? It's like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. She's like, you got COVID. She's like, you're going to have to go get tested. I was like, dang it. And she goes, Here, I've got some throat spray and stuff because your throat's going to be sore tomorrow. I was like, I already had that like two days ago. I was like, I've, I've already gone through all of the actual being <laughs> sick part of this. I just, she was like, You weren't going to tell me? I was like, well, if you hadn't put your hand on me, you wouldn't have known. So,
1: <laughs> yes,
0: I was not going to tell you that. It's that, that deadly
1: come. of a virus. Yeah. Well, what's the point of getting tested after you know you've got it?
0: Because for uh, work purposes.
1: Mm. Okay, gotcha. Well, I didn't know that. It, yeah, Glad you all survived.
0: Yeah, it doesn't look good if you come to work knowingly having it. So because she had because she had tested positive because somebody in her office had uh, had, had it and everybody in the office was catching it, she had to get tested. And then with work, it was like, it was, as long as you're not feeling bad, then you're fine. But if you start feeling sick, then we have to report it and you have to get tested and all that so like, i was just trying to stick it out but uh, i had to get tested and then i had to be off for a couple of days before i could go back but it's all good yeah no no big deal
1: well all right yeah i uh i was in florida this past weekend doing some fishing caught some fish again it's a bit of a pricey trip not gonna lie <laughs> it's like I was thinking about the price of like everything versus doing the, this trip in Mexico where I should make my buddies come to me. I don't know why we go to Florida. To do that. I mean, the Florida Keys has really good fishing. So that, that's where we were. And we caught some, I guess it's been pretty tough over there lately. We caught some uh, mahi mahi the first day and then some uh, snapper and trout the second day over in the flats there. But man, it was like, yeah, probably three X the cost uh, of something like that in Mexico. But, you know, it's only money. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was fun. It was a good trip. Got to see uh, some friends of mine that I hadn't seen in a while. So that's uh, the only fun I've had these past <laughs> this past month. It has been a fucking brutal hell ride. I am leaving next week, and I hope I never have to come back other than to uh, close on a sale here. And we'll, we'll see if that even happens at this point. I don't know. This uh, This housing market looks like it's collapsing just in time. And uh, everything I touch just fucking breaks now, of course, because you're selling it. <laughs> it's like I'm afraid to even like do laundry now because I don't want to have to fucking replace the washer and dryer. I'm just going to leave a big dirty pile of fucking laundry. But uh,
0: I have yeah. heard, um, as far as that goes, like the housing market, I'm glad we got ours rented and I don't have to deal with it. I have been hearing that quite a bit that people had had, had had showings lined up for houses that they were selling and stuff like that. And suddenly, just like everything dried up. Nobody's buying anything. It's all just like going to a dead halt all of a sudden. Uh, I mean, not, it's not necessarily all of a sudden. Like we, we understand why, but it's, uh,
1: yeah, it's certainly everything not. Everything is yeah. just
0: going to hit the, it's hit the tank real quick.
1: It's, it's certainly not six months ago which is probably when I should have done this, but we'll see, you know, Chicago's kind of weird. It, it depends on the neighborhood. Like some neighborhoods really never go down as much as you think They're, you know, I, I'm in a pretty good location here, but it, it's certainly not immune to all that stuff. So we'll, we'll see what happens. I don't know. I got a number in mind. If they don't hit it, I won't sell it and I'll just rent it to somebody until, uh, until I got to do something. I don't know. We'll see, but, The other thing that I find just uh, hilarious with the timing of everything is the second we take a little break from the show, all hell breaks loose, like everything. It's just one after another, just left hook, right hook, uppercut, bing, bang, boom, big ass news stories left and right. And uh, neither of us had the time to cover any of it. So we got a lot of catching up to do. Where? Somebody
0: lit a fire under the Supreme Court's ass and they decided it's, it's the right time of the year to just go ahead and blow the whole thing up.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I think, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if, it, if the push came from the left because the Democrats were fucking completely dead in the water going into these November elections. And they had nothing. They had no momentum. They had nothing to run on. They had no candidates to run. And now, thanks to the, uh, the, you know, racist, Republican, right-leaning, white supremacist Supreme Court, they've got their talking points all lined up.
0: Man, speaking of how racist the Supreme Court is, did you see the uh, liberal white woman response to Clarence Thomas? I, I have never seen that many white people use the N-word since the Civil War.
1: Oh, no, I didn't see any. Do we have the audio for that?
0: Oh, no, it's a it's there there is a whole like collage of Twitter posts of liberal white women calling Clarence Thomas the N word. It is crazy.
1: I did not. You know, I saw like some memes about it. You know, the um, American History X thing (laughs) with, uh, you know, uh, what's his face turning into, you know, going from Clarence Thomas into like a Nazi or whatever. Or not Clarence Thomas. Uh, what the fuck's his name? Is that? Oh at? yeah, Edward Norton. Ed Norton. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I saw some memes about, it, but I didn't actually see any of that audio. I, I just um, I, there there's a lot here with the whole abortion thing. I don't know where you want to start with it. There's a lot to unpack there. Let's start with like the
0: most, just the most baseline fact of this whole thing in that overturning roe versus wade did not make abortion illegal like that's i i feel like that's the that's the place that you have to lead in with any discussion about this because that seems to be like the biggest just complete misconception from people on the left who don't know what the fuck they're talking about it's like
1: oh no abortion's illegal so that means
0: no that's not at all What that means?
1: It it really is just unbelievable how susceptible they are to these these propaganda talking points, and you can just whip them into a frenzy. We we talk about this every time they go nuts about something. They they have these really strong emotional reactions to things, topics that they know nothing about. They have they have no understanding. And you can just tell them something and, you know, you get them all wound up and then you just like point them in a direction and say, go, and they'll just go for it. No- nothing, <laughs> like nothing is really going to change for the vast majority of people. Like all of these crazy fucking blue haired social justice warriors that want to get like six abortions. They all live in like San Francisco, New York, Chicago, where nothing like Nothing is going to change abortion wise. They're still going to be able to get them. (laughs) But for some reason, they seem very concerned about the, the people that they have the most disdain for on the face of the earth. Like they hate with a passion all these fucking redneck hillbilly, you know, Bible thumping, gun toting rednecks. you know, in the Midwest Bible Belt area that probably don't want an abortion, don't have any need for an abortion. And if, like, for whatever reason, they're very concerned now that the people that they normally hate don't have access to something that those people don't actually want. Well, and, like,
0: the thing that... So the Mississippi abortion bill is what triggered this whole thing. It was so uh, restrictive that that these abortions right advocacy groups thought they needed to take it to the Supreme Court and try to have this Mississippi abortion bill thrown out. The, the Mississippi abortion bill set the cutoff at 15 weeks. So after 15 weeks is when it's um, you can't have an abortion past 15 weeks except for in the case of um, health of the mother, uh, rape, or incest. And, and that's another one of those misconceptions that, well, now women are going to die because nobody can have an abortion. Um, the Even the most restrictive, the six-week heartbeat bill in Texas, like Texas was the poster child for the most restrictive abortion ban on the books. Even it had built in a clause for in the event of incest, rape, or health of the mother, or if the if the pregnancy is unviable like there's there are all these stipulations built into it where that it it is actually allowed in certain cases so but anyway like the mississippi one that set it at 15 weeks when the uh i can't remember if it was the secretary of state or the attorney general or whatever for for mississippi when they were crafting their abortion legislation um they based it off of the global standards that are used by like the European union and most of the uh, like civilized world. So every other state in the country, I think it's like Texas is six week Mississippi and maybe three others are 15 week, every other state in the country, even the ones with abortion restrictions in place, it's like 22 or 24 weeks. So, we already have a significantly less restrictive abortion legislation in the states that have abortion bans than the rest of the civilized world.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I've heard that, yeah, a lot of Europe has much stricter control over abortions. I wonder, do we know about the, you know, the Scandinavian countries that the Bernie Sanders of the world are so fond of? What, what's 12 Sweden's rule on? 15 this? weeks. And yeah. I think I, and you know,
0: 15 weeks, somewhere in that 15 weeks. But, I
1: mean, if I'm putting on my sort of like normie hat, my, my pro, like I don't really have a strong feeling about abortion either way, but like 15 weeks seems pretty reasonable as like a caught what was that three months Yeah, three and a half months. Three, so, a, a, so like you've, well, you've missed like two periods at least by then. Like you, you, you've had plenty of time to, to figure this out. Uh, So I think from that perspective, it just seems pretty reasonable as like a good cutoff. If you're going to come up with an arbitrary cutoff for this type of thing, I think that's okay. I mean, like I could sort of wrap my head around that if I was like one of these people that kind of viewed abortion, like we have to have it, but there should be like some arbitrary cutoff line. Seems, seems pretty reasonable to me.
0: Yeah. I think some of the other like European countries, it's like 16 to 18 weeks somewhere in that neighborhood. So like right at four months is like the cutoff that, I mean, it's like, like I said, like even most of the, most of the states in the U S that have, have like abortion restrictions, they're at like 22 to 24 weeks. So we already have less, we already have less restrictions in the, the states that actually have like abortion bans. Than all of the rest of the civilized world, but the problem is, it's not about how how loose it is. They want it to be legal up to and including the day of birth. Like the if it's if you can't abort the kid, literally, as it's on its way out, then that's not that's
1: uh putting women women. at
0: risk or some some shit like that.
1: Yeah, it's not fair to women and that small handful of men that can get pregnant and have children. So
0: I'm trying to remember. There are actually statistics that are out there from doctors that say past, I want to say it's 24 weeks, but it might be 22 weeks. Anyway, past somewhere in that early 20 week frame, uh, there is no legitimate um, medical reason to abort a fetus like at that point it's it can be
1: like viable born. yeah yeah
0: it can be viable like it, there once you have made it past that point there's virtually no reason to abort like it can be it can be born
1: yeah well that's sort of the problem with this like viability line that we like people want to draw because science keeps advancing babies are viable at a much younger age now or fetuses whatever you want to call them so like that line keeps getting pushed farther and farther back and then it's like well how do you you know we can start detecting brain waves at six weeks now so like things that we couldn't do 50 60 years ago uh, we have much better detection of what's actually going on in there and it just it makes these arguments from the the pro-choice people like they just keep they just keep crumbling more and more, like with every passing year, their arguments get weaker and weaker. And They really don't have a leg to stand on. It's it's unbelievable how how their arguments just completely fall apart the second you start to sort of pick at them. Uh, the like the whole "my body, my choice" thing. We'll, we'll set aside the fact that they were for vaccine mandates like two weeks ago. But it's just. Have like, you
0: seen? Have you seen like the advertisements and the flyers for the, the my body, my choice rallies and, and pro choice protests and stuff like that. And, and, and all of them have um, vaccine requirement. For attendance. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, God. yeah. It's unbelievable. You can't I, even
0: make this shit up. It's that like.
1: Yep. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't, I think I saw, I don't know if this is true or not, but Justin Trudeau over in Canada, was like welcoming Americans to come over and get an abortion, but you're not allowed into fucking Canada unless you get fucking vaccinated. It's yeah. Yeah. And we're going to, yeah, we're going to support the woman's right to choose that. I love it when they fucking phrase it like that, as if that, you know, every woman that gets pregnant, it was just like this immaculate conception and <laughs> they had no choice in the matter. They just woke up one day with a baby in their belly and, <laughs> And now we're forcing them to have it. It really is just, I mean, like, but my body, my choice. Okay. But most reasonable people that are chanting that slogan without really thinking about it, because the vast majority of American people are just like these bobblehead lemmings that repeat things. Even like most reasonable people, not like the ones that are in favor of like being able to abort the baby after it's born. Like we've heard talk of that, but they may be like, okay, like at nine months, that's a little too far. Like, you, you know, 18 weeks. Okay. But like 30 weeks or whatever, that that's, that's really fucking pushing it. So, but if the, my body, my choice is going to hold up, then that would essentially, according to them, that would have to carry over until the baby is actually born. Because up to that point, it's still their body as far as they're concerned. Well,
0: and then there's all this, nonsense about um if if the right actually cared about babies and not just fetuses then they would do all this and this and why don't we have
1: uh, yeah why are, are they cutting it? funding for all these government programs what is because it they don't want the government to fucking take care of kids it's not their role they want
0: maternity leave and all of this other like these like extreme socialist programs yeah. and stuff like that it's like well actually if you look at it the Republicans have been pushing for child tax credits for, um, oh gosh, it was additional childcare provisions for, uh, for maternity leave and for mothers and stuff like there, there are actually a lot of programs that have that have been sponsored by and are being pushed by Republicans that would help offset some of this stuff that, all these psycho pro-choice folks are yelling and screaming about. And it's being opposed by the Democrats because the Democrats don't actually care about any of that stuff. They only care about opposing Republican legislation. So even though they're trying to get stuff pushed forward that would answer all of those questions that that the pro-choice side has on this, the Democrats are not getting on board with it just because it's Republican legislation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that doesn't surprise me that Republicans are looking to expand government's role in the family either, but there's a bunch of, you know, they, they get mad at all these like really religious people and they kind of make fun of them for being pro-life because they're religious and, and they make that same sort of argument. Well, you just care about the the babies until they're born. And then you want to turn your back on them. And it's just like, dude, do you have any idea how many like Catholic charities Exist. I don't know about like a lot of the other faiths, but I'm fucking Catholic, and I know that they do food drives and clothing drives, and they have uh, adoption centers and like uh, all kinds of fucking programs. And they go on missionary things. Like, dude, they do a million things, and they would do a million more if you get the government out of the way. It's just like any other issue that the government sort of injected itself into, and crowding out all of the you know private interest and the private responsibility to sort of take care of these things.
0: Well, and then speaking of, you know, uh, the Catholic church and and different churches and religious organizations, another, another very incorrect misconception that's been made about this whole overturning of Roe versus Wade is that it's somehow a violation of the establishment clause and separation of church and state and all of this. It's like, uh, that's, I, I don't, i don't even know where to start on explaining how that's completely just wrong like it's there's no there is nothing religious entwined in any of in the overturning of it in the actual abortion bills themselves like there's no religious context given for any of that like there is no there is no establishment clause violation that's being taken that's taking place in any of this i don't i don't even know where that like dude that's it's the dumbest argument that could be made in this whole thing and that's the one that i see probably the most frequently
1: yeah i mean i wish there was a way you could take like remember that magic school bus cartoon you could take like a trip through the fucking brain of one of these democratic leftists and like just see what the hell is like they're trying to do in there like what is going on in their minds they have no conception of how any of this is supposed to work. Even like all these politicians, they have no idea what the role of the Supreme Court is. They have no idea what's in the constitution. They they keep making all these like convoluted, retarded arguments. And I just, I want to know, I want to like walk, get a tour through their their brain and just figure out what, you know, what wires are getting crossed here and why this is hard to understand. Like all they did was say, it's not up to us, the Supreme Court to decide what a woman can do with her but it's like literally what they're saying what they're what the the left's like argument is like we can't have nine justices just decide what women can choose to do with their bodies and it's like yeah no we we just agreed that's what we said too and now we're leaving it up to all the states to decide, which is the proper thing and everybody every legal scholar that's being honest would admit that Roe v. Wade was kind of dog shit legislation to begin with. It was a dog shit ruling, which is why they've been freaking out about it year after year, because everybody knows deep down that it was complete bullshit.
0: Well, and then Biden, you got Biden saying, we need to make Roe v. Wade the law of the land. And if the if the uh, filibuster gets in the way of that, then we need to find a, worker, a workaround for that. Well, OK, the reason that you haven't made Roe v. Wade the law of the land at any point in the last 50 years is because every time it's come to a vote, you didn't have the backing to actually make it law of the land. But there, there have been three occasions, I think it was, where the Democrats had 60 senators who were in there. The Democrats had 60 senators in the Senate and they couldn't get it passed because they always had at least three or four who were opposed to it. And then you're not going to overturn the filibuster. You've already got uh, Kristen cinema and Joe Manchin who have said outright, they will not support overturning the filibuster. So like you, you don't have the political will to do it. And it, and even if they did have the votes to do it, I still don't think they have the political will. Like I, I don't think, Democrats actually want to pass anything in in regards to that.
1: Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right. They they are going to feign outrage over this, but they fucking love it. They love it because they get to fundraise off of this. This whips their base into a frenzy. It gets people excited. It gets like the idiots excited that they don't want them to know anything. They just want to be able to whip them into a frenzy and turn them loose and get them to come vote to keep them in power so they want these they never want any of this stuff to get fixed they always want these controversies and it really well, and is,
0: one of the really really crazy things when you sorry oh i was say, when one of the really crazy things when you look at that like talking about whipping their voting base into a frenzy if you look at the numbers historically um, anytime roe v wade is is being brought up as like a big hot button topic of the election cycle it it gets the left all in a frenzy, but when it comes time to vote, the right are the ones who actually show up on the during those election cycles. So, like they'll get they'll get all of the attention, they'll get all of the mainstream push on it. But mm-hmm. then at the end of the day, it's always the right who show up in droves to vote for pro for the yeah. pro life side yeah. of it. So, that's, yeah. like that's another interesting thing is I don't think they realize or look enough into it is it's always uh they always win the popularity contest war in mainstream media but they ultimately lose at the ballot box
1: yeah yeah and it's it does just seem like it just kind of feels like the pro-lifers have a more genuine belief in what they're saying like they've actually thought about this stuff and it's like a deeply held belief of theirs And it usually has to be to go against like the whole mainstream, all of the corporate press, Hollywood, and like the culture, all all this stuff. Like if you're going against that, it's usually a pretty deeply held belief, like a principled belief that you're standing by and you're willing to show up and vote for it. Most of these like young people that are that, you know, it's it's trendy. It's something that you say it's you're going along with the crowd. And it's, you know, sometimes it's fun, I guess, to go riot or whatever, but It's not, you know, they don't really care that much. They've never really thought about it because if you, if you honestly think of, sit down and think about this logically, there's really no, there's, I I don't know the, the pro-choice arguments just are very, are not compelling to me at all. And I've never heard one that doesn't really uh, just fall uh, completely crumble under its own weight. So yeah, I don't think they really put a lot of thought and their, their heart's not really into this one. It's more of a, just an emotional reaction.
0: Well, let's talk about their arguments. Like we've already talked about um, this makes abortion illegal. It doesn't. They've talked about how this means women are going to die because of all of these restrictions. Those that don't exist. They've talked about the establishment clause and how this is a violation of church and separation of church and state that's not even remotely close to true uh they've talked about how plan b and birth control and all of this stuff is going to be made illegal by this none of that's true uh texas tennessee everywhere that's got any of these abortion restrictions put in place it doesn't apply to plan b it doesn't apply to uh to um, birth control it doesn't apply to any other contraceptive like None of that stuff. It doesn't apply to any of that. It's like every single talking point that they've got, all it takes is 45 seconds of shallow Google search. And you can find that literally none of it is even close to true.
1: Yeah, I I will say I am surprised. I'm still surprised that this actually went down. I never thought that we'd actually get like honest, somewhat honest justices in place that would overturn previously bad precedent which is very refreshing to see, but yeah, I, I think the, the left, you know, they're kind of projecting a little bit because they would take all of these things to the extreme. Like we saw them try to get abortion up to, and like just after birth, we'll sit down with the doc, the doctor and the mother, and they'll have like a discussion about it, even though the baby's already been born, they take these things to the extreme. We've seen it with the LGBTQ plus movement as well. I don't know. I think it, it just seems like the, I don't see that sort of momentum in the other direction. Like the, the right seems to really just want like reasonable abortion uh, restrictions. I don't see them going after just like birth control. And I don't see a lot of uh, popular support even amongst a lot of pro-lifers who aren't like, you know, uh, religious extremists or something pushing for that either. I don't, I don't see that sort of momentum in that direction. So I think it's just a fear because that's what the direction that like the the left would take it. They're, they're projecting that on to the right.
0: There, there has been some talk that Clarence Thomas had mentioned some other or some other uh, rulings that they, could consider looking at but I don't I don't know how they would shoehorn any of those in the only one and the only one that really seems to be a legitimate states rights issue would be um, the what overfailed the the one that from 2014-2015 that legalized gay marriage across the country when that had previously been a, a states rights issue and um, like that's the only one that yeah. i could see there being a potential precedent for reversing it just because it does fall along similar lines as right. roe versus wade in, the, in that it should have been a state's rights issue and had originally been so and and then that that ruling made it into a federal thing yeah. So that's that's the only one that i could actually see there being some potential for uh, and that i think that's just around like i don't think yeah i and i have to ban came into play which triggered the whole thing like there's i don't think there's anything that's like up in the air that would cause them that would trigger them going back and looking at it
1: yeah and i remember saying at the time like (laughs) i you know as a libertarian we are for you know anybody marrying whoever they want but the, the Supreme Court really overstepped their bounds in, try, in making something the law of the land. Like that is not what they're supposed to be doing. And when you violate what you're supposed to be doing, you open yourself up for challenges in the future. Uh, and, and you know it, it might just be something that they challenge it on principle. Like okay, well, you, you should have gone about doing this the right way. And even if they did overturn that, I don't see a lot of states putting in some sort of gay marriage ban once they they pass it back to the states. Uh, there doesn't seem to be any desire or momentum in that direction uh, culturally, in my opinion. I don't know. All right. So the, the other sort of thing I find very interesting to watch unfold is the hysteria on the left uh, at as this goes but more so like they think that the supreme court loses legitimacy as like they're actually doing the things that would give them some sort of legitimacy it's really bizarre to watch like the supreme court actually did what the supreme court was supposed to do and in their you know bizarro world they're losing legitimacy all of these institutions that they've put so much faith into to sort of fight this culture war my entire life are losing legitimacy now just because they're starting to move in this other direction. You know, it's like this this constant tug of war between left and right that's been going on. And for my entire life, it's all been going in one direction. Like they've had the right on their heels. And they basically had them like right up to that line to pull them over. And then all of a sudden, like the dude in the back just dug his feet in and the dude in the back's Donald Trump, obviously. And he just starts fucking changing the momentum and they're getting these huge pulls the other way and they're just not used to losing and like, oh, this, this whole game is bullshit <laughs> now that it's now that it's going against them. And uh, I do have some audio here. This is like a a super cut that somebody put together on Twitter of just them, like all sort of losing their mind. And I want to get your uh, reaction to it and just sort of discuss how this is sort of maybe a good thing to sort of push us towards this national divorce that we've been looking for. All right
0: this is fascist in many ways
1: this decision and this policy will kill people there is a war out there and we need to recognize that we've got to armor up
0: i got the pitchforks you get the gas and the torches The hell with the supreme court we will
1: defy them we have to build streets right now elections are not enough get angry this far-right racist uh, uh 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 sexist supreme court that made this decision based upon politics this court has lost legitimacy they have burned whatever legitimacy they may still have had this is a crisis of legitimacy this decision is delegitimizing the supreme court who is clarence thomas is he my saudi arabian father who's going to tell me what i can and cannot do with my body a lot of people who believe this is a rigged court
0: i'm just convinced we need to burn it all down
1: Because at this point, I don't know what else we're supposed to do.
0: Be prepared to
1: live in defiance of these six people. I'm I'm advocating for violence. I am advocating for violence. If
0: you want rights in this country under this conservative Supreme Court, you better be a cis-hetero white man or an Uzi because
1: those are the two things that this court believes have have rights. This is really not just about abortion. This is about just an attack on on modern America as we have come to know it. This is not just a crisis of Roe. This is a crisis of our democracy. The Supreme Court has dramatically overreached its authority. Four men who will never
0: bear children and one handmaiden decided for an entire country that their Christian doctrine
1: is the only way. How have we not completely dismantled the government? We need to get some confidence back in our court, and that means we need more justices on the United States Supreme Court. The only actual solution is to expand the court. Now, I'm not advocating for burning down buildings. I'm not not advocating for it. So the the same
0: people that swear up and down January 6th was almost the end of democracy as we know it are openly calling for legitimate violence and burning things down and ending democracy as we know it never, never would have expected such a level of just hypocrisy.
1: Well, no, Justin, they have a good reason for it now. It's okay as long as you have a good reason. And your reason is racism. Your reason is white supremacy, uh, women's rights to choose or something. <laughs> I don't know. But as long as you have a really, really good reason, you can do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> but it, it, it really is. I, I agree. We should burn it all fucking down. The Supreme Court is illegitimate. <laughs> but, I, but I find it hilarious that this is like, we're agreeing for the completely opposite reasons.
0: Well the really funny thing is like these are actually rulings where the Supreme Court is not making these rulings and making these judgments in and acting as law of the land. They're they're returning it back to states decisions, they're returning it back to the constitutionality of it. They're like
1: they're That's not what's driving them. Crazy. They're not
0: ruling politically. They're, not, driving them they're not judging crazy. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the, the fact that they're, they're doing what they're actually supposed to do, like what the, the framers of the Constitution envisioned, and they're applying the, the law to the, like, the fact that they're doing that, and it's sort of shattering their um, cartoonish view of what the, the, uh, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, the founding of the country was all about. It's that, in their mind, is a crisis of uh, legitimacy, which is, that's going to be the name of this episode. Crisis of legitimacy, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Well, and then on top of that, you've also got, like you had mentioned, never thinking that in our lives we would see the Supreme Court overturn Roe or even take up anything in a meaningful way. I never thought that they would take up anything meaningfully uh, on Second Amendment rights. And they overturned the uh, the, the New York Uh, concealed carry. carry effectively it was a concealed carry ban the way that the permitting for getting a concealed carry license in new york was worded and enacted it effectively served as a ban and and like if they had just been moderately not psychotic about the way they enforced it and actually like let people have a concealed carry permit once in a while they probably could have gotten away with it but because it it When you look at it, it effectively served as a ban. And that's what the Supreme Court said. They, they're like, you, you have looked at the Second Amendment, which says will not be infringed. And you are actively infringing on people's right to carry a gun. Like, Not only are you making them go through some just ridiculous permitting requirement for it, after they do all of the things that you've told them to do, then you won't give it to them anyway. This is an effect effectively a ban. You can't do that. This is unconstitutional, overturned. And then they've come back and there's four more uh, rulings or four more cases that are all also getting rejected and being sent back to the state as either you can't do this at all, or if you want to do this, you have to rewrite it in a way that it actually makes it constitutionally allowable. And we, we can revisit it later once you fix it. But the way you have it now, it doesn't work. Uh, so like some huge wins for Second Amendment rights that have come out that like I never thought the Supreme Court in my lifetime would actually make a, a legitimate ruling and decision that upheld the Second Amendment.
1: Yeah, no, it, it, it both of those rulings were pretty shocking. I'm sure we'll be seeing the wild, wild west just break out in New York now. Uh, you know, right after the bodies start piling up in Florida from COVID and, and all of the, you know, the, the oceans rise 20 feet in two years from all these like climate change things, all of these retarded, outrageous, outlandish predictions, uh, you know, coat hanger, a back alley abortions are going to come too. all this stuff is going to come to fruition now. (laughs) But, you know, I think that's the Achilles heel of this, like sort of radical left, like they, overplay their hands like they got all of these victories and they just can't not push it too far and that's fine like you can push it really really far when you have control over this illegitimate supreme court but as soon as that fucking thing flips the other way you need to start tiptoeing around and they didn't seem to get that memo like they they're still kind of charging head on with this and you you poke the bull too many times, they're gonna turn around and be like, "Yo, you know what? We got Trump Supreme Court now. Well, let's let's take it there. Let's see what they say." And uh, well, yeah, they're they're being dealt blow after blow.
0: One of the um, one of the things that I think is encouraging of the recent Second Amendment wins that have come from the Supreme Court is that if they if congress does go through with this current iteration of gun control expansion that they're talking about this this bipartisan bill for uh for magazine restrictions for raising the age to purchase a gun uh red all the red flag laws stuff like that like everything that's being rolled into this new this new bill um a lot of the cases that have that are like the four that are getting kicked back uh this week if if all of those go through the way they're it's it's projected that the partisan gun control legislation because a lot of that stuff is going to be included and it's already getting kicked back to on certain states that have made those laws that it's unconstitutional so all it would take is a a good lawsuit against this current iteration of gun control that's coming out of Congress to run it up the flagpole to the Supreme Court and have it struck down as unconstitutional as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. And you wonder how many more of these losses they would have to suffer for them to really start to push for just this national divorce to just break this whole thing up. I mean, I think it's I find it hilarious, hilariously retarded and nothing surprising coming from government like Elizabeth Warren's like, this is a crisis of legitimacy. The Supreme Court has lost all legitimacy. This government agency is illegitimate. And what do we need to do? We need to make it bigger. (laughs) We need more of it. This thing is just now we need to put more in there. And that is just like it's so classic fucking government solutions like oh this is a this is a big problem government created it let's let's just pile on more government into it that'll fix it that's going to fix the illegitimacy apparently according to uh, pocahontas that the they're illegitimate let's just put more in there and somehow the legitimacy will uh fix itself apparently
0: yeah it's only legitimate if they hold a if they hold a majority if As long as I mean, that's the way democracy works. Exactly. Democracy only works if it works the way they want it to. If like, for instance, uh, I think we've talked about it before that there are a lot of different uh, voting laws that have been put in place in like. Georgia, Arizona, some of these swing states that had some questionable outcomes in 2020. They've gotten uh, a bunch of Republicans elected to these election boards and the state auditor positions and stuff like that so that they can ensure that you don't have a repeat of the questionable uh, dealings that went on in 2020. Well, that's subverting democracy because they democratically elected a bunch of Republicans to these positions and democratically voted on and passed new voter registration or restrictions and registration laws and stuff like that it's only it's only democracy if it works in their way otherwise it's uh it's a subversion of democracy Yeah.
1: yeah it's it's democracy when the vote goes your way it's tyranny when it doesn't and democracy is a fucking farce it is complete bullshit nobody believes in it um, you should go back a years ago. Now I did an episode just taking on democracy for like an hour by myself, just shredding it one bullshit fucking argument at a time and just taking it apart little by little. Like it, it just completely falls apart and we're watching it fall apart right in front of our eyes. It's, it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. But apparently the solution to democracy being complete bullshit is more democracy. <laughs> we need to pile on more. We need more voting. Oh, God. It's classic. Um, the other thing that I found very interesting of the last uh, week or so is that on the heels of the Second Amendment ruling, on the heels of the biggest ruling from the Supreme Court that I can remember in the overturning of Roe v. Wade, is the sentencing of Ghislaine Maxwell, which seems to be flying under the radar. Are we ready to move on to that?
0: I say there was only one other Supreme court case that seems to be getting any attention. And, uh, let's save that one for next week. Cause I think there's going to be more come out with that one because it's largely misunderstood. That's Talking about the, the EPA uh, stuff. Yeah. West Virginia versus the EPA. It's, it's not what it's being portrayed as. Go figure that uh, it's, and actually, um, it's not. It's not throwing out something that's been in effect. The uh, the original legislation had a stay put on it in 2016 before Trump even took office. Like the Supreme Court in 2016 said this was unconstitutional. So this is just a continuation of a fight that's been going on for six years or so, uh, and they're they're finally like handing down a, a judgment on it to to knock it in the head and be done with it. But yeah, we can we can but, talk about that yeah, later. Let's put it's, not, that, it's not one that really it's not one that really warrants a whole lot of conversation.
1: Okay. And that ruling did just come out like this afternoon or something, right? So yeah, I haven't had I, I've literally just skimmed an article, like one article on it. So I don't really want to uh, talk out of turn. I know that's sort of your wheelhouse there. So We'll put a pin in that. What was your reaction to this whole uh, Gislane or whatever, however the fuck you pronounce her name, Maxwell trial? I uh, shock that
0: she actually survived all the way to her sentencing. <laughs>
1: you uh, think it's actually her?
0: Oh man, I've seen some of that stuff too. <laughs> Have you seen the uh, the pictures of like pictures of her from four years ago versus pictures of supposedly <sighs> her that was being taken into and out of the courthouse for sentencing. You know, I
1: haven't seen any juxtapositions of them, but like just thinking back on it, I've only seen like two or three pictures of her this entire time. Like I I haven't seen like a lot of different pictures of her. I see the same like three or four pictures over and over and over and over again. So it wouldn't be hard for them to sort of pull an old uh, switcheroo on us. I, I, I just think like the, first of all, the timing of it, is uh nothing short of extraordinary I, I love the way they operate like how blatant they are with all of this shit it's like all right now we got everybody's fucking attention on abortion let's just slide in this little fucking pedophilia thing under the radar give her 20 years which dude like i, I saw somebody somebody posted like a meme about this where it's like uh oh god what's his name who's the guy that started that uh that website that you could like buy and sell like drug like anything on but like people oh yeah ross over ross over, R- yeah like he got fucking what like four consecutive life sentences or something for starting a website. a website yeah That's it. yeah and, and this chick's grooming like fucking little kids to get uh you know, manhandled by a bunch of pedophiles and she gets 20 years, nothing, nothing comes out. We don't get a look into like the, uh, the black book or whatever of names of who's involved in this thing. Nothing.
0: R Kelly got 30 years for pissing on somebody.
1: (laughs) That's right. And urine is sterile. (laughs) It's fucking unbelievable. It's unbelievable. The amount of protection that pedophiles get in Washington, D.C. It it just it makes is, you wonder how many of these fucking people are involved in it.
0: It is incredibly impressive. The fact that, like, everybody knows that it is a who's who of global political figures and, like, huge corporate names. All of the, like, rich elites of the world were just going to and from this island. And none of those names have been released. Nobody's even like okay, nobody who has any clout in media is even asking questions about
1: no, no, no any no. of that. You don't you don't dare look into that at all. And I, I just can't believe that. I mean, I know there's like this sort of like underground movement that wants to draw attention to it, especially in like libertarian and and sort of right-wing circles. The idea like dude when like pedophiles go to prison they're the ones that catch like the worst beating out of any like they get their fucking ass kicked by by like the scum of the earth in prison and yet in polite society we just like kind of just like laugh about it we post some memes and it's just like yeah what what do you expect like everybody in charge is clearly like (laughs) apparently either uh, involved in this uh you know child sex trafficking ring or willing to sweep it under the rug because hundreds of billions of dollars are at stake here.
0: Yeah. It's I fucking mean,
1: disgusting, man.
0: What was it, ABC, that the, the reporter had talked about how like she had all of this information and it just got completely pushed under the rug because they didn't want to jeopardize their coverage of the royal wedding and interviews yeah. and stuff with the royal family. It's like, yes. really? Like, that's 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 what's important is getting interviews with the royal family not putting a stop to a child's sex trafficking ring
1: right yeah and the second that's where your priorities lie like don't fucking come at me with like we have to save the children for this and that (laughs) like gun safety for the children this is for the children No, no no you guys have you guys have shown your fucking hand You've shown your true colors. You're killing fucking stories while these girls are getting raped by old fucking disgusting men on some sick fucking island. And we're going to give you 20 years, 20 years for that. Uh, Yeah, there are people with like just that probably just are still in prison to this day for more than 20 years for possessing a plant in their house. It's there
0: are. There are people who will never see their children and never see daylight for nothing more than having a plant in their vehicle.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man. And And she gets 20 years. Yeah. And we get no answers as far as anything else is concerned. Who else was involved in this? Like, let's see the fucking names. Nothing is coming out. What, uh, What do you think? Do you have a prediction for what happens to her over these next 20 years? You think she's going to make it?
0: I I just don't see. I just don't see how they can take the risk that she ever gets out. Like, as long as they can keep her somewhere that they can control access to her and keep her isolated and, and not give her the opportunity to talk to people then I think they allow her to live for at least for as long as they can continue to control the narrative. Uh, but once it comes time, that like it's getting close to her being released, I don't see, I don't see any way she ever actually walks out of prison. Um, and even to that, like to that effect, I think she has proven herself to be loyal enough over the years that, um, She's not necessarily a threat. Like if she was a credible threat or if they thought that she was going to turn on them, they probably already would have taken care of it. So maybe there's a chance, but I I just don't, I don't see there. I don't see her walking out of prison at any point ever. Yeah.
1: Well, if she gets suicided, (laughs) that would just be, I, I mean, it would seem so outrageous at this point, but they've been so blatant with everything. Like they just don't give a shit anymore. Cause apparently the only thing that happens is like a bunch of memes get like passed around and we all just sort of joke about it. And there's like this disturbing sort of like, we're going to sweep it under the rug. We all know how fucked up this is, but we're none of us are going to do anything. Oh dude. That reminds me uh, when I was fishing, on on this one guy's boat he moved it to a different harbor we'll we'll get out of here on this because this is a fucking crazy story he moved it to a different harbor and we were talking to him about why and apparently let me see if i can remember this story because that was a little uh it's a while ago and i killed a lot of brain cells since then but so the the guy that owned the harbor He was involved like he was running a fucking uh, sex trafficking ring like from the harbor and they got fucking busted for it. And they paid the Hillary Clinton Foundation. They paid the Clintons fifty five million dollars to get like something like 11 people off. 11 people out of fucking prison for this. And so the guy that was running the fucking like child sex trafficking thing from this Harbor in the Florida keys was like back. And he was like walking around the Harbor. And this guy's like, yeah, I have my fucking kids here. And he like started talking to my kids. And so I had to get the hell out of there. And he's like, I swear to God, like this guy's, uh, he's a character and anybody that's like fishing in the keys, Uh, There's a lot of characters out, like just fucking Florida in general. It's hilarious. We were talking about this, like you'll be sitting in a bar, like in a really nice place and like to your left will be like some fucking multimillionaire with his fucking yacht, just vacationing with like his trophy wife. And then to your right will be like this, like recovering fucking meth head that has like four counts of domestic abuse and like... (laughs) It's a very eclectic group. This guy's a character. And he's like, I swear to fucking God, that's a true story. Like these guys, it paid $55 million to the Clintons. The Clintons got him off and like all of his fucking accomplices. And uh, yeah. So now he's just wandering around the harbor. And he like he was. uh, Yeah, he was like wanted for like multiple counts of fucking murder on top of that. And uh, I could be butchering some of these details, but it was like murder, sex trafficking. Yeah. Fifty five million dollars, probably to the Clinton Foundation, if I had to guess. And uh, yeah, problem solved. Now he's out. He did like 10 years or something. Got out on that. No big deal.
0: (laughs) Did you see, speaking of the Clintons, did you see that uh, there was a a former lawyer for the Clintons that offed himself not too long
1: oh yeah i do
0: much because there are like 56 family friends of the clintons who have committed suicide over the over like 30 years but um it was one real recently and i can't remember it was incredibly suspicious um the the way it went down and I can't remember the dude's name now
1: oh. that, that is ringing a bell but yeah I don't I don't recall the I, the exact uh details of that but yeah I have
0: to I'm gonna have to look that one up because that's that was uh yeah there there are a lot of man there's a lot of shady shit around the Clintons I don't, like there are so many pictures of of Epstein and and Bill like just guffawing it up and really really looking like they're having a good time like yeah like i know there were the pictures of trump and there's like a picture of e- of elon musk with Ghislaine standing next to him and like a lot of that stuff has been either explained or uh like apparently the the musk picture with Ghislaine was she was just going around like photo people like she had somebody she had a photographer and she was just going around like photo people to get her picture taken with all of these different people so that it would look like something like she knew them and most of them didn't even realize that they had had their picture taken uh yeah
1: like, i could see something like that if you're like a you know very rich and famous and you go around people like ask to take pictures with you constantly it's like all right yeah i'll take a fucking picture you probably you might not even know like exactly who they are or whatever um but Yeah, there's there's a lot of a lot of unidentified scumbags that have been involved in this that I really want their fucking names to come out. And I'm not holding my breath on that. (sighs) We'll see what happens to Ghislaine. I don't know. I I just hope for the sake of the memes that uh, she commits suicide. (laughs) And uh, I I guess we'll get out of here on that. (laughs) i i gotta roll i got a, a bunch of shit i gotta do i gotta go uh i had to put new tires on my car that that's great the car that i'm about to sell mostly how's it been driving
0: around have, have you missed driving
1: um well apparently i shouldn't have been driving this car like it was making like a weird noise and so i took it in to this guy in uh, milwaukee when i went to visit my parents and uh he's like dude your like back tire was like split or something like it was like peel like pulling f- away from the rim probably because it had been sitting around for like basically two years without anybody driving it he's like dude you should not be driving this on the express way <laughs> like i i probably could have had a blowout at any second and uh hopped the median and been to myself but so yeah uh four new tires to uh to add to the checklist of things uh <laughs> hitting my pocketbook and the things that I just had to do. Um, And yeah, so I'm going to uh, get that after we wrap here, drop some stuff off at the Salvation Army. And uh, yeah, and then it's back here to probably, you know, work on some floors and some Mm -hmm. bathroom fixtures. And uh, I don't know i'm exhausted i'm fucking exhausted i really wish i never fucking decided to do this anyway that's all i got anything you need uh to plug
0: no not that i can think of i think i'm i think i'm pretty well covered for for the time being
1: okay yeah and uh we are still i'm working on the the super spreader event plans for this year for those of you that were there last year there was this very uh I don't want to say pushy, (laughs) but I would say aggressive British chick that, uh, was very helpful, uh, in terms of helping me like do things, but she really wants to, uh, to expand this event and make it very big. And I'm not sure I'm on board with that or if they can even do that. We'll see. I don't know. So we're, we're, we're discussing things. My plan is to do it right now at the peninsula and have it be like somewhere between 50 and hundred people. She's like, let's do a 200 and get a bigger venue and all this stuff. So I don't know. Well, we're still trying to figure that out, but it will be happening December of this year, one way or another, and it will be in Puerto Vallarta. So that's all I got. Um, yeah. Yeah. Don't forget to uh, support our sponsors, Lorenzati Coffee. Zipix toothpicks, promo code fiction for both of those. And follow us on Twitter at pedal fiction. Become a supporting listener of the group. I'll link to that in the description. We missed, I know I missed the, the happy hour last Friday because I was fishing. And I don't think I'll have time to do one tomorrow, but we'll do one next Friday. We'll resume our regular schedule. See some of you folks out at that. Yeah. Do all that for us and we will be back with a brand new episode probably after the 4th of July at some point, late next week with a brand new episode for you guys. Till then, you know the drill. Just keep on pedaling that so-called fiction. Peace.